This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. It has been a roller coaster ride for Wall Street over the last week as fears of coronavirus have been stoking big losses and big gains. Meanwhile, focus will be soon placed on first quarter GDP and how that may have been impacted by the outbreak. We start out our look today with Wharton professor Jeremy Siegel, who joins me here in studio. You also hear him as co-host of Behind the Markets every Friday at noon here on Sirius XM 132. Great seeing you, Professor, as always. Happy to be here, Don. Give us your sense of, of, of what we have seen over the last week with Wall Street and how this may very well play out in the months ahead, because you've already gone on record and seen that this is not just a couple of month impact. We may be looking at this throughout the course of 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so <laughs> where where should we begin? Um, it certainly... Uh, I think earnings are going to be dramatically affected this year. Um, and analysts are always very slow to put down earnings uh, because they concentrate on micro factors. They're, they concentrate on firms. They're not really geared to try to project what's going to happen. We could have a 20% decline in earnings mm. um, uh, from – this year, which would which would be dramatic, which would be of a recession magnitude. Uh, on the economy side, it's not out of the question that we could have a recession, uh, which is informally defined as two consecutive declining quarters of of real activity. Uh, all that aside, what I have been stressing is that when you're thinking about stocks, in fact, when you're thinking about any long-term assets, one has to realize that over 90% of the value of those stocks is dependent on profits more than 12 months out sure. into the future. Right. So, yes, we could have very bad earnings in the second quarter um, and in the third quarter and maybe even in the fourth quarter. Right. If we believe that even the 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 experts say that and and we know through experience that these viruses they have their big impact and then they're self limiting um, that we bounce back in two thousand twenty one sure so what what I'm looking at is a pretty bad two thousand twenty right uh, yeah but I'm looking for a bounce back in 21. And, and even more so because we, you and I talked at the beginning of this year and you had already kind of baked in. Obviously, we weren't going to see the kind of growth we saw in 2020, no matter what we were talking about. It was already about. too high. Right, exactly. So even off of that pared back view you had, you're obviously coming even further back oh, yeah. from what we what we should see throughout this the year. course of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, first of all, the 10% increase we said was ridiculous. I said, you know, we'll more likely get five. That was without the virus. Right, right. Now we could get minus 20. Uh, we could get minus 30. But again, if we bounce back next year, the impact on long-lived assets, which stocks are, yeah. is not that 20, 30%. You don't go down for a one-year drop. You don't then drop. Because then everyone will say, well, it gets over it and it'll be 20 and 30 percent next year. Sure. Yeah. So really, when you do the math, it's less than 10 percent as a drop. Now, 
we've gotten more than 10% so far, certainly, first of all, because we were riding too high at sure. the beginning. And sure. I said that momentum-driven market, I was worried about it yeah. with you here yeah. uh, in January. Moment. So, you know, the, the, the boom was off way too, too uh, strong a rose back in January. That's 5 6%, 7%. Um, and now we're six, seven, eight percent from now. Now, with all that said, can we go down? We have not had a bear market since the twenty-nine crowd, which is defined as a twenty percent decline. Right. You know, uh, we're what we're we're fifteen now. We could definitely have that. Yes. I mean, would that shock me? Not in the least. So then what was your reaction then to the Fed making the rate cut? It was the right thing to do. In fact, on Monday morning on CNBC, I called for. A 50 basis point rate cut. Okay. And, uh, you know, people say, oh, Jeremy, what's that going to do and all that? Or let me let me just mention what that's going to do. Um, hundreds of billions of dollars of loans are pegged to the Fed's rate. Uh, prime rates, LIBOR rates, all sorts of business rates are pegged to that rate. Right. Uh, the fact they lowered it a half percent means that rate goes down. This is very important for businesses because, you know, restaurants and others who are borrowing on a monthly basis at this what's called LIBOR rate, yeah. uh, it's down now a half a percent. Yeah. That, it, sure. I mean, it, it'll help. It'll give them a few thousand dollars more in, in these months. They won't have to pay on interest. And, and the other thing that within the comments that Jay Powell made, he and we just talked about this a moment ago before we went on the air, is that he still... Made, he wanted to make sure that he said that the fundamentals of the U.S. economy are still strong. And, and I guess to a degree, when you look at the jobs numbers, which oh, yeah. came out we, today. We didn't talk about that. We Normally, that's what we will talk about today. Yeah. Uh, and it is looking through the rearview mirror, certainly. I mean, but wow. I mean, I, I looked at this report and I said, thank God. It's like, look, if a patient is going to get sick, you know what the doctors say is the most important thing? He goes into that sickness being healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that will mean that he or she will recover the fastest. Uh, that And that is exactly what we see the U.S. economy. U.S. economy is going to receive bad uh, bumps. There's no question about it. But the fact that we are going into that as healthy as we can be is a very strong positive. So there are going to be bumps in the road over the course of 2020. And so I guess it's still, even though you would you would have some positive outlook towards 2021, do you still need to see how all of this plays out this year to see what exactly that level of recovery might be next and, year? And we don't know. I mean, that's, that's what the all uncertainty is. I yeah. mean, how how bad, you know, will this spread to everybody, et cetera? And are they going to basically close? Are we going to be in a lockdown like China? Yeah. Now, one thing that I'm going to say something that even surprises me, <laughs> um, but uh, but I look at, as you know, all markets. Yes. Would it surprise you if I told you that right now the Shanghai Composite Index, which is the most popular index in China, is now higher than it was yeah. last November before they had a single case of coronavirus in China. It would not. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, people, how can that be? Yeah. They've yeah. been in lockdown. They're going to have a recession. They're going to have 7 to 8% down GDP in the quarter. Yeah. And look at their indexes. It, it spiked. They're getting it under control, or they hope that it's under control. But those people say, you know what? 
I'm going to look further out. Do you expect then to see more rate cuts this year in the oh, U.S.? Yes, we should. And, and then, okay, then I'll, I'll also have, ask you to add on, what yeah. do you expect it to be on the global side? Because I think the expectation was late last week of whether or not there would be some sort of coordinated, coordinated effort. You had the G7 conference call between the finance ministers. We haven't seen anything outside of well, the U.S. except for Australia right now. Yeah, that's true. I think Canada went too. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, but but the impo- well, one of the things is we're well way above zero yeah. You know, we were, yeah. you know, at two above two at one point. They were never really got off of zero. They got up a little bit. Right. So they don't they don't have that margin. We are also joined now by Mark Zandi, who's chief economist of Moody's Analytics. Mark, great to catch up with you again. Good morning. And we are also joined here with uh, Professor Siegel as well. So, Mark, give us your sense of, of what you have been reading here with the markets the last uh, last week and a half and also where you feel the state of the economy is. Well, I think markets are discounting the possibility of a recession caused by the coronavirus. Um, I, I think the uh, markets uh, haven't fully discounted that, but they're on their way. You can see that in the equity market. Stock prices are down 10 12% from their peak. And even more clearly in the bond market, uh, 10-year Treasury yields obviously now at record lows and falling. And that's a pretty clear window. And to what investors are thinking. Uh, so, and I think that's a reasonable assessment. I think if the the virus, uh, the pandemic is um, comparable to what the CDC seems to be suggesting will happen, be pretty tough to avoid a recession. What was your reaction to the to the 50 basis, uh, basis point rate cut the other day? Well, I think lower rates are called for. I, I'm not sure about the execution. Uh, you know, obviously, the, in hindsight, wasn't didn't go as well as I'm sure Fed officials had hoped. The market sold off quite significantly. Um, I think the intent of the Fed was to shore up confidence, and they uh, and uh, did the opposite. They kind of spooked investors. So they had it to do it over again. Maybe they'd do it a little bit differently. Although, you know, having said that, it's a pretty tough job and. You don't know what the counterfactual would have been. Professor Siegel has, has mentioned the potential of a, of a mini recession this year. Where where are you on that? Yeah, I think at least even odds. I think if again, if the CDC is roughly right and the pandemic is broad uh, and widespread, and you know we get lots of school closings, daycare centers, businesses are disrupted. Well, businesses are already disrupted. I mean, travel is affected. I'm you know I work for a large multinational organization, and travel has been stopped. So it's already happening. So I think recession risks are are pretty high here. Uh, and you know, adding to the concern is the the Fed. Um, the Fed doesn't have a whole lot of room to maneuver here, given where rates are. And that means that we're going to need some help, uh, probably from the Trump administration and Congress. And given the politics and the election, uh, I'm not sure we'll get a timely response. So yeah, I think recession risks are high, Professor. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with uh, with Mark. A recession risk are high. Uh, Mark, you're, you're seeing, and, and I think rightly so, talking about the potential fiscal policy as a supplement to monetary policy. Uh, and I think that that has to be uh, considered. I mean, there's, there's the, uh, first of all, uh, stepping up small business administration bridge loans to all those small businesses that might have cash flow problems, which could very well happen, restaurants and, and sure. others and uh, uh, going forward. That's one step. Uh, an emergency step is, is, is really a, a, a tax cut. Uh, put some more cash in. I mean, you know, those people 
that work for themselves, and if they're restaurants, and you're you, you know you're not going to get tips, you're not going to get maybe even paid layoffs. Uh, uh, you need cash. You need some some infusion there. Um, so for that, I think it would also be call for. Now, I'm I'm not. I don't think we need that quite yet. But I it certainly I think Congress. I mean, despite the politics of the situation, I, I think both Democrats and Republicans uh, are, are are ready to do that. We already have some sort of a fiscal stimulus package that the Senate's looking at from the House, and they've stopped this, you know, bickering back and forth. They're really seriously looking at it. So I, I think we may have to look for a an emergency tax cut um, that'll give more cash to uh, consumers. Mark? Yeah, I agree with Jeremy. Uh, I mean, a payroll tax holiday that might be that's kind of a tried and true temporary payroll tax holiday is kind of right. a tried and true fiscal stimulus. Gets uh, money to lower middle income households uh, quickly. Uh, you know, they, they show up right in their paycheck. So I, I would agree with that. I, I also think expanding out uh, you unemployment insurance benefits uh, might be helpful in the in the sense that. Uh, you know, a lot of people may not be able to get to work. You know, the schools close and parents can't get to work. Uh, businesses, if they're disrupted, people can't can't work. Uh, uh, you know, if they're sick, uh, they can't work. So, uh, allowing for the unemployment insurance programs to compensate those individuals, you know, in those those time in that time, I think would be you know also uh, quite helpful. And, and I think that would be another way to go. But yeah, I I think. Um, it may be premature, but it's not premature to start planning here and getting uh, everything in order just in case uh, we need to do something. So how important then to you uh, are the next couple of months uh, of jobs reports? Obviously, the numbers today, 273,000, very, uh, very good number. And as Professor Siegel said, you're going into this working from a stronger base. So even if you have lower numbers coming up the, uh, the next couple of months, uh, you, you've had a pretty good run going into this. Well, yeah. I mean, my sense is if you you know abstract from the vagaries of the data, we're probably running around 125, 150k per month. I mean, this uh, the last couple of months have been really juiced by the weather, uh, and of course, this last month was juiced by census uh, hiring. So the underlying rate of job growth is about 125, 150, which isn't bad. That's consistent with stable unemployment. But the point is, if you see any slowing in job growth, and we start getting numbers below 100K in a consistent basis, unemployment will start to rise. And once unemployment starts to rise, even from a very low level, that's the fodder for recession, right? Because people yeah. can sense that and they will pull back. Businesses will see that. They will pull back. And that's how you get into a, a vicious cycle known as a, a, what we call a recession. So, you know, I, I don't think the, we're too far away from, uh, you know, uh, a kind of environment where a recession becomes a real threat. I'll end this with one final question to both of you, then. You both have talked about small business and how they may be impacted by this. Mark, I'll start with you. Are there business sectors, then, in general, that you look at going into this that you want to be very watchful of? You mean which industries? Yes. Yeah, I mean uh, transportation industry, distribution, because uh, they're on the front lines of you know the, the hit to global trade that this is creating. Leisure, hospitality, gaming—you know these are industries that are going to be hit, uh, you know, very hard. Um, uh, I think almost every industry in areas where communities are basically shut down through quarantine or declared a disaster areas, all those businesses, regardless of what industry they're in, they'll be affected. So this will be pretty broad-based. And, and the focus on small business is right, because 
you know, it's about cash flow, and many of these small businesses does, and resources, financial resources, and uh, many of these small businesses don't have those resources to weather a storm that lasts for you know more than a week or two. Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, I think we all know which industries are going to suffer. I, I do want to warn people for thinking about, oh, then I should get out of those in the stock market. Right. They've already gotten out of those in the stock market. So, I mean, they've gotten huge declines. So even though, yes, they're going to be hit, um, a lot of that hit is already discounted in the prices. Um, they're be, you know, be careful in, in terms of that. I, I still think... The people invest now, even though we may have got another 5%, 6%, and we may go into bear market territory, definitely there, will be rewarded a year from now um, with decent returns. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Mark, all the best. Thank you. Yeah, take care now. Thank you. Mark Zandi, Chief Economist at Moody's Analytics. Jeremy Siegel, Finance Professor here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.